Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. A Rocky Mountain High, if you will. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we flock together, taking care of your trashy sports radio needs, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and monolithically powerful Microphones of FSR emanating live from under the moonlight. We are camouflaged by the darkness as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So our lead this hour coming from the Mile High City, we have a basketball palooza. It's the time of the year, the obligatory NBA-themed 
Maller monologues every night. Now, once we get past the conference semifinals, we will be down to just one of these a night, I think. I think they'll alternate east, west, uh, but I might be wrong. So uh, the Suns, the the game that we're going to talk about right here, the game that ended most recently before we cracked the microphones, the very powerful microphones here at FSR. Uh, and we're going to start with the Suns traveling roadshow, the circus traveling to Denver to visit the Nuggets. Western Conference semifinals, 2-2. Uh, tied up their pivot point game. Oh, it's a pivot point game. That's so exciting. Unless it's not. Uh, maybe not. If you don't, you're not a fan of Denver or Phoenix, probably not. But uh, don't worry. We watched. We got you covered on that. We were checking it out. So it's our good mitzvah of the day. And Nikola Jokic, do you think he sucked at a time you cannot suck? No. He filled up the score sheet with a little bit of this and a little bit of that. 29 points. 13 rebounds and 12 assists. As we call that back in the old country, we call that a triple-double. He's, in fact, passed Wilt Chamberlain by for the most triple-doubles by a center. Of course, keep in mind, for most of NBA history, centers did not even try to pass. So it's one of those Fugazi stats that we've come up with with the modern era because uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Akeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, you think of some of the great centers back in the old days, And they didn't even attempt to pass. Rarely did they attempt to pass. Uh, And so Jokic, though, triple-double. The Suns overwhelmed by the Nuggets in the third quarter. It was the first quarter, and then Phoenix came back, and then the third quarter, domination. uh, Turn out the lights. The party's over. So 3-2 now. The Nuggets have the lead. They have the brief stranglehold on the series. Game six will be back in the Valley of the Sun coming up later in the week. But the better story is on that side, the team that walks out with their tail between their legs, the losers. We love losers. We love losers. And so let us discuss the question. What the heck went sideways for the Suns in this game? So I've got overdosed bellhop, and arithmetic. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a nice migraine headache, which I would think, if they care, the Suns would have right now. So, uh, A, some things are not that difficult to analyze and break down, and this is one of those things. It's an Occam's razor situation, the simplest answer is the correct answer, is the right answer. You go with that answer. So Phoenix was caught flat-footed here at the beginning of the game. They then got back in the game, and then the Nuggets stepped on their neck. They stepped on the gas in the third quarter. They came out more energized, and it was it's kind of like a drag race. I used to, you know, back in the day, they used to have these things called drag races, and you had one car that was the Lamborghini, and that would be Denver. They were driving the nice cherry red Lamborghini. And then on the other side, you had Phoenix, and they had an old-school throwback vehicle. They had a horse and buggy, uh, and that's what it looked like in the third quarter. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant getting whiplash after halftime. The Nuggets peeling rubber in that third quarter there as the Suns were left at the starting blocks, dazed and confused, and they played in the in the first 
eight or nine minutes of the third quarter. And by the time, you know, by the time they figured things out, it was done. But uh, good night. But they played like they had overdosed Phoenix on melatonin. That they were double fisting melatonin at halftime. Uh, man, they had that sleepy look to them. Wowzers. Uh, and uh, it, it became, at that point, it became a dog pile. As it's kind of like when you're trying to do the dishes, the dirty dishes, and people are still eating and they're putting dishes and forks and spoons and cups in the sink. And you're like, no, I'm trying to wash, I'm a dishwasher at my house and I try to do the dishes. And then so you, you keep putting more dishes and it's annoying. I'm trying to get ahead of the dishes and you can't get ahead of it. And then the trench opened up. Devin Booker, one of eight in the third quarter while the Walls were caving in. Now, Kevin Durant was 3 of 3, and to some people, that was a great performance. You can't rip Durant in the third quarter when things went upside down and topsy-turvy. But I would argue he was too passive. He needed to be more aggressive, and he was a liability defensively in that with a wink and a nod also to DeAndre Ayton, who is auditioning for a role in a elementary school play. He will be playing... The Statue of Liberty, DeAndre Ayton. Shouldn't you be able to slow down Nikola Jokic a little bit? I mean, I, Ayton, I thought, was number one pick. Yeah, was old steroid guy back in the day and all that. But DeAndre Ayton, wowzers, nothing. Uh, in that third quarter, Nikola Jokic, 17 of his 29 points in the third quarter. And that was a body blow, body blow. And it was a mortal blow is what it was. For Phoenix, and late in the third quarter, we also saw some classic NBA theatrics during the Suns huddle. Bruce Brown uh, came over there uh, to to uh, the huddle uh, from Denver, and uh, he was like a spy because they were huddling up on the court. It was like an impromptu meet and greet, and that did not go over well as it led to some uh, you know, pushing and shoving, and Durant pushed Nikola Jokic, who acted like, he had been given the atomic elbow when he went flying back. And uh, Durant did show more effort and energy, though, in that exchange than he did on defense in that stretch of the game. Now, page two here. When the game was close, when the game was close between Phoenix and Denver, uh, the Suns' backups were non-factors. Landry Shamit, you can't sham it all day. You can't sham it all night. 0 for 3. Through three quarters with one point. This is the guy that went bonkers in the last game and was the difference maker, outplayed everybody on the court back in the last game in Arizona. And this game, 0 for 3 when the game was somewhat competitive through three quarters. And the Phoenix bench, statistically, they put some points up in garbage time, but there were no real impact performances there. And so how come the secondary actors mostly vanished for Phoenix. So I have a theory on this. I blame the bellhop. I blame the bellhop here. These supporting actors suffer from aerophobia. They have a fear of flying. Uh, and we've seen this my entire life. They hate the takeoff and the landing. Other than that, they don't mind traveling. And I, I remember years ago when I was a young pup and I was out around the NBA, there was this Hall of Fame coach. You have no idea who this guy is, named Bill Fitch. He coached the Celtics and the Rockets, and later on, at the end of his career, he coached the Clippers. And uh, and that's when I knew him. And we were talking about some of the the secondary players and how they well, played pretty well at home, and then go on the road, and they didn't play that well. And his line, and I don't remember exactly, and I can't ask him, he passed away 
uh, not that long ago. But Bill Fitch, uh, he said of the players that play well at home and then they they go on the road, they're they're lounge singers, uh, he said. And he said that's the way it's supposed to be because if they played well at home and on the road, they would not be backups. They would be starters and they would be the you know like the baritone singer. They'd be the baritone boss if you will, but such is life, right? And so the stars have to carry the way on the road and all that, and Devin Booker was not good enough. Kevin Durant was not good enough. They got some numbers, but they didn't get good enough numbers, and when the game was in the balance, they did not make enough plays. All right, last word here. So is there a map out? Is there a map? Can you type in an address into the GPS to get out of the deficit for the Suns? So we turn to a trusty tool, the Maller Scale of Panic, which is 1 to 10. The Maller Scale of Panic is 1 to 10, with 10 being you have become vaporized. That would be a 10. So the guys in Arizona are at a 9. They're at a 9 on the Maller Scale of Panic. Now there is a map, but here's the problem. The map is it's A, faded, and B, it's missing like a chunk of the the map, like the, and you don't know whether to go right or left. There's like a fork in the road. You don't know which way to go. Uh, however, if you if you look at this, Landry Shamit's going to play better in Game Six. There's a shot. Chris Paul comes back. Whoopty damn do. Uh, and the problem is the arithmetic. There's some, as a former president said back in the day, there's some fuzzy math here because the Suns, the way I and maybe I'm wrong on this. I just do the overnight show, but I believe the Suns have to win a game in Colorado. To advance. So the way they've played in Denver, I have no evidence. Now, that's what has happened. It doesn't guarantee it's going to happen again. But based on what has happened, there's no evidence that that is close to happening. And as far as the temperature for Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, all the vitals are normal. Everything is good. Uh, Things are bright and breezy and wonderful and great. It's rainbows and unicorns and puppy dogs and kittens and all that right now. Sunny days are here again. And Denver's been able to keep the Suns at bay in these home games. And if they just do that, they can win. And if they do that in the Western Finals, they'll go to the NBA Finals. And if they do that in the NBA Finals... Well, they might, depending who they play, they might have home court in the NBA Finals too. So, not a lot of stress right now. Just win at home. That's it. There's no home court advantage. Just win at home. It's uh, not like the, there's no bubble. You don't have a bubble. There's no bubble. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her 
roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Boston blooper, if you will. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere as we huddle up. Behind the microphones here and say, don't be a punk. Recycle your sports take junk coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and magnificently powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the brew as we serve up a witch's brew of takes. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And so our lead to begin the festivities, go to the Eastern Conference. Last hour, we talked about the West. You can hear that on the podcast if you missed it, but We are equal opportunity take assassins. So we go to the Eastern Conference and the Commonwealth, the location, the Sixers visiting Boston. Game number five of the Eastern Conference semifinals. The series tied up 2-2 to the parquet. The location there, the much-anticipated game five. The winner of game five in a 2-2 series has gone on to win 83% of the time. That tells you what has happened, not necessarily What's going to happen, so I don't know if you saw this game or not. It was the early game on the NBA fight card. Maybe you had stuff going on and you missed it, whatever might have been going on. So we watched it. If you missed it, the MVP playing like an MVP in this game, Joel Embiid, 33 points. He powered them down. 
grabbed seven rebounds, not that many. Philadelphia pummeling Boston 115-103, to 103, a game that was not that close. The 76ers led by as many as 21 points, controlled the lead for the final 43 minutes. Last lead the Celtics had was about the seven-minute mark, give or take. And so for the rest of the game, the Sixers were up. And for most of the game, they were up by double digits as they controlled this game. The better story is where the Shamrocks reside, as our friend Paul in Rhode Island likes to say. And so the Seas fans. Boo! They were booing the team off the court as they walked off the parquet there. They, did, they deserved to be booed. That was a bootastic performance by the hometown team. So the question, who gets to wear the dunce cap for the Celtics in this one? So I've got the Frito Bandito, Gulfstream, and Party Foul. And no one else has this content. We are the only show that has this. We'll give it to you right now. So, number one. Number one. You start with Jason Tatum. Uh, Jason Tatum has a problem. I had this problem when I was in high school, so I kind of relate to Jason Tatum. I was not the most punctual student. I like to take my time getting to class and things like that and cause me some problems. Caused me some problems. Uh, that's why I got into radio. The one job you have to be there. You can't be late. You have to be there when the show starts or you are a screwed. You are a screwed. So Jason Tatum, he's got a problem being punctual. And in boxing, I, I like boxing. I'm not really into the whole UFC. I watch an occasional UFC fight, but I'm old school. I like the big, big boxing match. So you watch boxing, and there's a phrase which has been hijacked by other sports. It says, you have to answer the bell. And that is a boxing term that goes back to the, the old days. And it's, it's it's kind of obvious. You be prepared. You're, you're a fighter. You've got to be prepared. At the start of each round, when you come out of your corner, they ring the bell. And Jason Tatum has shown a skill set which is really impressive if you're someone that doesn't like showing up to your job on time. He has been bedraggled at the beginning of these games for the Celtics, and sometimes he's able to get away with it. Oftentimes he's not. This is one of those games. First quarter, Tatum set the tone, set the mood, uh, you know, lighting, candlelight lighting, the whole thing, and 0 for 5 in the first quarter from the floor for Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown, now he picked up some of the slack for the Celtics. He shot the ball pretty well, but regardless, the star, everything flows through Jason Tatum here. And now that's two consecutive games where Tatum has been unfashionably late to the party. And maybe we recommend a thing called Lombardi time. Now, what is Lombardi time? Lombardi time uh, is old school. To expedite the process or process, if you're on time, you're actually late. That's Lombardi time. I, I remember reading about this when I was younger, and there's like, Lombardi, you had to be there 15 minutes early with the Green Bay Packers back in the old days. And Tom Coughlin, who used to coach the Giants and the Jags and some other college teams, whatever, he, uh, old Boston College coach, Tom Coughlin, he's like, oh, you got to be there, I think it was five minutes early, I think, for Tom Coughlin. But whatever the case, whatever Tatum's doing now is not working. It's not working. And the other problem here, and I, I fight this battle – I had people who were texting me saying, hey, I heard some guy on the radio say that Steph Curry had a good game, and you said he didn't have a good game the other night. I was like, yeah, he took 30 
was it 30 shots to get 31 points? That's not a good game. Well, Jason Tatum, who I believe is related to the Frito Bandito. Uh, why is Jason Tatum related, uh, related to the Frito Bandito? I will, I will tell you. He's a second cousin. His name is the Stat Bandito. Uh, that's his name because that was some serious stat stuffing by Jason Tatum. The game was out of hand. Tatum scored 36 points on 27 shots. Did nothing of note in the entire first half. Took 11 shots, made only three of them in the first 24 minutes. You talk about a, a way to impress dumb people that don't actually watch these games. Because there are people like, oh, I, I didn't see the game, but I looked at the box score. He had 27 points. Uh, while he was on the court, the fact of the night, fun fact of the night, while Tatum was on the court for the Celtics, they were outscored by 26 points. When Tatum was on the bench for about nine minutes, give or take nine minutes, the Celtics outscored the Sixers by 14. So they were actually tangibly better when Tatum was wearing a towel around his neck and drinking some kind of sports beverage. Uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. And what happened to the home court advantage for the Celtics? Their last 19 playoff games in the Jason Tatum era, they are now under 500 at home in their last 19 playoff games. They are 9-10 and 10 I, I thought that was supposed to be an advantage, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know basketball. Now, the second thing, page two. So how are things looking for Joe Missoula? So we began this diatribe by pointing out that the dunce cap goes to one Jason Tatum as among the players, but, oh, man, holy canola. Joe Missoula, he might want to go over to his LinkedIn page and update his resume. I'm just saying, you might want to update your resume at this point. Not over yet, but this is a demoralizing situation. You have no resume as a bona fide successful head coach if you're Joe Mazzula. And he was guilty of insubordination. He futzed around a winnable game, let him play Joe, and he didn't call timeout at the end of regulation, the end of overtime. And so the Celtics decided, a team with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, let's let Marcus Smart shoot the shot. Let's let him shoot the shot, uh, and we know how that turned out. But game four, Celtics had a five-point lead with a couple minutes to go in regulation. They were up by a couple of points with 20 seconds to go, and they end up losing. And so now you compound that with just a no-show from Tatum and the Celtics, and so now they're down three games to one. And that is that is when Missoula got called to the carpet, and he was forced to issue a mea culpa as he comes out very angrily, that's his technique with the media, which is that's his style, whatever. He complains, he's grumpy. Even when the Celtics win, Joe Mazzulla's, uh, he's uh, bitching about something. So he's complaining, and you look at this, and it's like, whoa. So he, he screwed up the other game. He gets called the carpet. How do we know that? Because he issued a mea culpa. He issued a mea culpa, and so he's, he's holding on right now by his fingernails. He's grabbing on by his fingernails, and he's about to fall into the demon sinkhole. The lava lakes is bubbling up right now for Joe Missoula if they do not come back. You got to have a fall, guy. They're not getting rid of Tatum. And so you get rid of Missoula and uh, get some other jabroni in there to coach the, the Celtics. If they don't rally back, and they're facing the theoretical hellfire and damnation here. And Joe has a golf stream waiting for him, destination unknown, but it's close to Dante's Inferno 
if Boston does not come back in this series. And again, I go back to the fact there's no track record. Ime Udoka's not walking back through that door. They had to get rid of him because the Wokesers got all upset and he had been fishing off the company pier. You're not supposed to fish off the company pier. Uh, so they pivoted to somebody else, and uh, you know Jason Tatum's the golden boy. He's the object of worship and all that. Now, it's also conceivable that Jalen Brown is also gone, but I think if the Celtics, the way I look at this, if you go by the comps, there's no reason to keep Joe Mazzulla like, you know, is he, is he a nice guy? Well, you can put him in the organization somewhere and, and have him work in the front office. But he's got no resume. You can't waste these years. If Jason Tatum's legit, who knows if he is or not. Maybe he's a fraud. But if he's legit, this is your window of opportunity. Not that coaches matter all that much, but a bad coach can derail you. Uh, that a, a great coach doesn't help you per se, but a terrible coach can cost you a game. And we've seen that here. And so Jalen Brown, whether he migrates out of Boston or not, and the smart money says he's not going to be back because he wants out and they're not going to pay him and whatever, but uh, Missoula's on thin ice. Now, final point, does this count? Does this win count as a signature moment in the career of Joel Embiid in Philadelphia? So uh, I am shaking my head no on this. Reggie Miller, if you're watching the game on TNT, uh, got a little carried away. I got a little carried away there at the end of the game, and he proclaimed that this was a signature win for Joel Embiid. And uh, methinks, not so much. Uh, long, long thought process, which lasted about two seconds. Uh, disagree. We can pump the brakes on that. That is what's called a party foul, a premature take, because uh, this is going to blow Reggie Miller away. You need to win four games to advance that – you don't winning three does not cause you to advance in a best of seven playoff series unless I'm mistaken on it. Maybe they changed the rules and they didn't tell me about that. You know, out of an abundance of caution, so the players don't have to play in an extra game. They just have to win three games in a seven game series. But the report card, get to the point, please. The report card is incomplete. It is. Joel Embiid has merely positioned himself to get to the Final Four. He's not in the Final Four yet, but he's in position to get to the Final Four, and he hasn't done anything of note. And the Sixers, while to the untrained eye, they're in great shape. And while Joe Mazzulla does not look like he can coach his way out of a wet paper bag, that said, I have seen Doc Rivers coach teams do their magic. So I am not burying the Celtics yet because if you're ever needing to come back, no, seriously, if you ever need to come back against an NBA team, the coach you want on the other side is Glenn Rivers. That's the guy you want. He is the gold standard for needing the Heimlich maneuver. There is no coach ever that has matched the ineptitude of Doc Rivers in the postseason. He is the goat of blowing playoff series. Did it twice with the Clippers. I, I think no. I think I read this. Uh, we talked about this a couple of years ago the last time uh, he did it, but Doc Rivers' coach teams have blown three series where they were up three games to one. No other coach has blown more than one. And said, well, it's three to two. If you blow a three to one series lead, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's a little easier to blow a three to two series lead with game seven on the road, although that doesn't seem to be a problem for anybody that comes to Boston these days because they all do well against the Celtics. So it ain't over yet, but things are not looking good for Joe Mazzulla. The good news for him and the Celtics is they do have Doc Rivers 
on the other side. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the Coupe Dalou. And Dan Orlovsky said on Monday that he believes Justin Fields will be in the MVP discussion this season and that he'll have a season somewhat like uh, Josh Allen had in his second year. Do you agree or disagree? Well, I think Dan Orlovsky uh, Dan Orlovsky's going to get those little puffy stickers near his name for this take. Like at, at ESPN, I think, I think you get to keep your job for another couple of weeks if you have that kind of take. It's a, the most outrageous take you can possibly come up with. No, that is what's known as clickbait. Uh, like I, I think the Bears will be better. But you have to be on a good team to win the MVP. And 
the amount of distance that Justin Fields has to cross, he's going to have to have a quantum leap throwing the football. Like, I'm convinced Justin Fields will lead the NFL in highlight runs and all that, sashaying his way around Packers and Vikings and Lions, oh my, would-be tacklers. But to be an MVP, no, no way. There's no reason to think he's going to be an MVP in the end. No, zero, zero, next. In the week since the draft, we have learned that both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are expected to compete for and win the starting job with the Panthers and Texans, respectively. Ben, do you think both of these guys are under uh, under center come day one of the regular season? So the way I look at this, if both these guys are not starting, something has gone terribly wrong because Bryce Young was the number one pick. I know he's a pint-sized quarterback, but all he's got to do is beat out Andy Dalton, the red pea shooter. That's it. That's all. And then C.J. Stroud in Houston, the backup if you look around, is a guy named Davis Mills. They also have Case Keenum there. They might trade uh, Davis Mills before the season gets going and all that. But uh, the the one that's got a better chance of not playing right away is Frank Reich, uh, his his uh, quarterback for the Panthers, Bryce Young, because he's like old school. I could see him being a douche and making Bryce Young wait a little bit. But normally what happens is the owner interferes, and then that's what happens. Next! Dak Prescott told reporters that he believes Brandon Cooks is going to be huge for both himself and the wide receiver room. He apparently has already begun mentoring C.D. Lamb and other young receivers. Ben, do you have? Uh, do you expect Cooks to have a big uh, effect on the offense? Well, yes, as long as Dak Prescott has a hot tub time machine and can go back several years, this is very presidential of Dak Prescott because, listen, I, I have nothing against Brandon Cook. It's good football etiquette. But if I'm not mistaken, we talked about this trade when it happened. The Texans paid $6 million and gave up draft picks to get rid of Brandon Cooks. He's also at the age where you have diminishing returns. Good luck. How did we do? Ben, you pass this That edition. is a win, just like the Warriors are going to win on Wednesday night. That's a win. <laughs> Take that, Coop. Warriors. Woohoo! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And into the kitchen we go. Get those taste buds ready. You are about to hear a very emotional, heated segment of the show Cooking with Roberto. And this is the most important segment on the show because every human being has to eat. That's right. If you don't consume calories, you will die. I don't know. I don't think Jonas Knox eats. He's like a bird, but he does eat. He does eat. But (laughs) now a self made man. He did not go to some culinary institution. No, no. Let's do that. He learned. The old-fashioned way, passing, following his mom around, learning Get in the kitchen and learn yourself. That's right. Learning from recipes from the old country. You bum in Maine. (laughs) By the way, when are we going to have baking with Benny? Yeah. It might be uh, maybe next month. You never know. Right now, here we go. (laughs) Cooking with Roberto. Today, we're going to make some pollo asado or citrus marinated chicken. Yummy. All right. I like my chicken, and I like citrus, so this is good. Yeah, all right. All right. Mexican citrus uh, chicken right here, baby. Not right. to be confused with you know, Gringo. Like with not, Gringo, no. Uh, it's Mexican. Mexican. Right? It's Weather's getting better. Yes. Go outside and barbecue in some place, I guess, right? I don't know. 
Yeah. It's yeah, getting better. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. So we got five pounds of chicken. All right. That's a lot of that's a lot of chicken. Preferably thighs and breasts, you know, because that's the best. Well, many, many, right? many men enjoy that. Exactly. Yes, that's correct. Absolutely. Two right tablespoons of Lori seasoning salt, two tablespoons of paprika, smoked paprika. No, you know what? Regular paprika, not smoked paprika. No, we don't want that smoked nah. stuff. No, we're not not for this. Only when you're you're frying some some chicken and making some. We're not um, we're not making gumbo or anything. Exactly. Like that. No, come on. Two tablespoons of garlic powder. Two tablespoons of onion powder. Two tablespoons of ground black pepper. Yeah, delicious. All right. That's right. Half a half a cup of freshly squeezed oranges. All right. Delectable. Half a cup of freshly squeezed limes. All right. All right. So you come on. So authentic. Uh, uh, Use the real oranges, real limes. A okay? lot, lot of citrus here. A lot of citrusy right. stuff. Okay. It's like about, about five, uh, five oranges and five limes. Okay. All right. All right. So in a large in a large bowl, season the chicken with the lorries and the paprika, the garlic powder and onion powder, and ground black pepper. That's right. On both sides of each piece of the chicken. Pop okay. goes the pepper. All right. Yeah. Okay. So work. Going to work. Going to Season it one side, flip it around, put it on the other side. Yeah, all right, don't just throw all the seasonings in a bowl and mix it all together, then nah, throw the chicken in later. You gotta get it. Nah, really, you gotta get it on the bird. I like it seasoned. I like a lot of. I gotta like, like rub it in the bird. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you gotta to, get like, it in the bird. Squeeze. I like to use my hands and squeeze the bird. Because there's some people that like to throw all the seasonings in the in the bowl and then throw the juice in there. No, no. Why is get it, it on Eddie's, the bird? Eddie's giving me a weird look, and I'm at my home studio. I don't know why. That's very odd. Well, how can he see you? That's crazy. That's odd. He's a, he must be like a poltergeist or something <laughs> like that. He's a ghost. Yeah. All right. Next, add the orange and lime juices. The juices should be enough to fill the bowl and cover the entire chicken. All right. So if you don't have enough juice, add yeah. some more. You got to drown the chicken. Drown the chicken. We're going to drown this bad boy, all right? <laughs> drown that bird. You got to make that bird wish it had a life. <laughs> cover lifeguard. that chicken. There you go. <laughs> Cover that chicken, baby. Look at the birds trying to get out of the, 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 the sauce. They can't get out of it. The water. Choke that chicken. Choke that chicken. <laughs> That's something different. I don't do that. Cover the bowl with foil or saran wrap and allow the chicken to marinate in the refrigerator for at least four hours, that, okay? That bird's got to get moist. It's got to get juicy. Juicy bird. You can do an hour, but nah. The, the more no, no, time, the, long, the better. Do it the right way. Yeah. If you're gonna do it. Do it the right way. Don't cut corners. The more time, the better. So I mean, even if you can, do it 24 hours. You're, all right. You only get to eat so many meals while you're alive. Enjoy them. Exactly. Enjoy. Them. All right. I'll probably make this this weekend for my mom. That's probably what I'm gonna Look do. At that for Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Exactly. Celebrate your mom. Move. Like, all right. Way to do it. All right. Next, we'll get ready to cook the chicken in indirect heat by adding charcoal to. That's we're gonna cook this in charcoal. All right. Okay. Add it, add not gas. You do not cook with not gas. 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 Roberto hates gas. Gas is for lazy bums like the guy in Maine. He hates that. <laughs> Next, we'll get ready to cook the chicken in indirect heat by adding charcoal to one side of our grill. All right? Okay. And we'll it's eat- like the Steelers helmet. Only one side of the grill. Exactly. Only one side. <laughs> <laughs> Only one logo. That's it. Uh, and we'll leave the other they side. Of- they can't afford the other. Yeah, the poor right. over there in Steelers. <laughs> we'll leave the other side of the grill empty. Okay? Okay. All right, so we'll we'll grill the chicken until an instant read uh, thermometer registers 165 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the magic temperature. All right, That's yeah, when inserted point. into the thickest portion of each piece that of chicken, big, fat piece of All chicken. Right? And that breast, that big lumpy breast, that stick that large, chicken right in there. Large breast. You all right, stick the that big, the mo- the big breast. Stick that thermometer right in that bad boy. And all just right? shove it right in there. All right, That's what you got to do. The biggest part right of each piece of chicken, about twenty, about twenty to thirty minutes. All right. Okay. Yeah. This is good. About like ten, it. about ten, fifty minutes uh, per side. All right. 
We're going to okay. kick this, chick, the, this chicken here. Yeah, you just keep an eye on it. Yeah. See how it's going there. All right, yeah. baste the chicken with an extra marinade while cooking it on the grill. You got extra juice there? Throw it on that bad boy, all right? Yeah, get it all covered in that. When the chicken is cooked, discard any leftover marinade. Get rid all of right? that. You, know, you don't need it for anything else. No, exactly. You know I mean? You're good on that. You're good on that. Right. Enjoy with some tortillas and my green or red salsa that I've given out throughout That's this the, uh, program. Roberto's Authentic. That's right. My Home, recipe. Homemade red or green salsa. That's right. I used to love the red salsa. I'm now a green salsa, yeah, guy. Green salsa I, guy. I'm all grown up. I like the green salsa. I think I like them both the same, to be honest with you. No, you can't. That's yeah. like saying if you have another kid. If, you if like I'm eating pork, kid. I want green salsa. If I'm eating carne asada, I want the red well, salsa. It depends on what you're eating. Exactly. But I like my green salsa with chips. I'm grinding a lot of chips. All right. You know my rule. If there's no chips at the restaurant, I'm Oh, yeah. Got to have it. Got to have it. Just like that, you got some authentic pollo asado or Mexican citrus marinated chicken. There you go. If you want this, download the podcast. Take notes. You can make it. Send photos. Cooking with Roberto. Boom, baby. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And away we go. Let's welcome in our contestants for Password, the word game of the stars. We say hello to Kevin, who is in Tampa, a game show regular. Hello, Kevin. Get right on that phone. Talk loud and proud, Kevin, so we can hear every dazzling word. Yes, sir. All right. Can you hear me? Is that going to work, Roberto? We good on that? All right, we're going to work uh, on that. That'll work. And we have a uh, hold on a sec. You're going to play, and let's go with Big Panda, who's also <laughs> called us. Well, hello, Big Panties in North Carolina. Hello, Big Panda. What's going on, Ben? Um, I have a podcast just like Marcel, and we do actually hype your show on there. God bless you. So you you promote the show more than Marcel does because Marcel does not promote the show. It's a bad I've job. Done by it him. At least once, so I've done it one more time to him. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Where's your podcast? Hey. At? Well, it's everywhere you can find podcasts. We're definitely on Spotify, but I don't want to give the whole list. We got we don't have enough time. Oh, this guy's a big deal. How did we get the big panda on here? Unbelievable. Okay, let's play the game. We have a list of words. Who do you want to partner up with? By Kevin, who do you want to partner up with, Kevin? Uh, let's change it up a bit and go with Coop. All right, Kevin and Coop. And big panda, who do you want to partner up with? You got me, Eddie, or Roberto? Well, I'm trying to win, so I'm going to go with Roberto. Wow. <laughs> All right. Man, that's, what's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> the crew edition. I know. Okay, guys. Rare, very rare. Why don't I pull a Chris Myers? I'm going to go to the parking lot. No, I'll, I'll go Forget ahead. the uh, talent. We don't need the talent. <laughs> there is no talent on this show. That's why we're doing overnights. Okay, here we go. Uh, Kevin, pick a number one to ten, Kevin. Uh, let's go two. Two. All right, number two. We start with ten points, go down to nine, eight, seven, six, five, et cetera. Then we throw the word out. Koopaloop. Um, Let's go with... Uh... Uh, contest. Um, match? No. no. 
Big Panda and Roberto. Mallard Maneuver here? Uh, yeah, you can, you can do that. You can. Baseball? Game? Yeah! yeah! Uh, Mallard Maneuver uh, for the win! Uh, yeah! Mallard Maneuver! Nine points to Roberto and Big Panda and... Big Panda picking number one. They, they got that because of my clue. No, they did not. Stop. Turn your mic off. Go ahead, Roberto. And uh, and Big Panda pick a number, Big Panda. I'm going number one. There you go. Number one. Uh, trash. Garbage. No. Oh. Okay. The door's open for Coop to tie. I mean, um... Is there a Mallard Maneuver on this one, too, too? Everyone wants the Mallard Maneuver, Ed. Uh, it's very popular. I, I'm going to do a reverse Mallard Maneuver. Oh, all right. Fancy. Oh, fancy. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. You heard, you heard, you Next heard, level. You heard Roberto's clue. Ah. All right. Hold on. You heard Roberto's clue. I didn't hear it. My clue, reverse Mallard Maneuver, is going to be food. No chance. Way too complicated. <laughs> no, no, put them together. Hurry up. Yeah. This is you need this. Uh, Think about it. He's confused. Oh man, I have no, ah, it, it, no it, clue. Nothing. That word was junk food. Oh, oh, trash, food. Oh, trash food. Trash food. Junk food. For the win with the big panda. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.